Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Lucas. And we are two aspiring filmmakers making unnecessary commentary on famous movies. Each week, we will randomly select a film to analyze, discuss, and review. We will select the film at the end of each podcast, so you will have ample time to watch the movie before the next episode. We are slightly qualified film students. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Slightly Qualified Film Students. Yes, uh, today here we are. Reviewing the uh, 2013 rom-com About Time. Uh, this British film. Same director as Love Actually. Uh, yeah, I, it was my first time seeing it. I know Lucas has seen it before. Yeah, this is my third time watching Damn, it. Damn, third time. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is... Look, I knew when the wheel was going to land on this, this, when the wheel landed on this, that this was not going to be Ben's favorite movie by any means. No. <laughs> um, he's, a, he, he's not a romantic. He just doesn't like romance. Like, okay, um, I, I would say that I, I like, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like a lot of the romantic films that are like really popular and, uh, you know, just critically acclaimed and you know they're like the essential romance movies uh i just feel like they're all quite like really lazy and just not very interesting or like they don't really have a lot of depth so i actually think that this is one of my favorite romantic movies i've seen just because it has an actual interesting concept that's not just boy meets girl boy tries to get girl for like the whole two hours like this actually right got some time travel to spice it up uh and I also like going in when I when I heard time travel rom com, I thought it was gonna be like sci fi. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it's not. And I love it's that. It's really not I like that they I like that they, they take the time travel as just like a plot point and then they kind of just it's just something that's there. You know, it doesn't create drama yeah. throughout the film. It's kind of and, just a plot point. And they kinda almost use it like uh because actually originally when they were writing the script um they didn't really they didn't have time travel in it at first the film was originally just supposed to be about kind of like living life and you know finding ways to be happy day to day and like just appreciate each day kind of thing which the film is still about but they thought that it was like too Mm -hmm. boring um so they were like oh let's spice this up do some time travel they did some like test shooting and they were like man we can't like get these effects to look good it just like gives off the totally wrong vibe uh so they decided to just make it like a really almost like not time like an anti-time travel film uh where it's like almost just like a thing the character can do and i like that they kind of like brush it off um even in the way that the main character is told and he's just like oh yeah you can time travel um and really yeah. it's just used to kind of add some more development to their relationship rather than and do it, anything yeah major. it's often used for like comedic value too which i kind of yeah, like exactly um okay so like i found i was reading roger ebert's review of this movie and i thought that what he wrote here uh is gonna apply to ben um i think this really applies to anyone who like doesn't really like romantic films okay so he says um During the course of being seduced by this film and the power of love and its underlying message to simply live each day as if it were your last, this thought occurred to me. There's something about Richard Curtis films that allows cinematic endorphins to be released into the brain and generate a state of euphoria that is akin to absolute bliss. To experience it, you just have to allow the analytical part of your mind to unclench during the dodgier bits of business. All these pasty, well-off people and their problems, oh, woe is them, and go with the feel-good flow. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like that applies to Ben's uh, viewing of this film. I mean, I for the most part, that's kind of what I did. Um, I like, I don't know, I... I was in the midst of kind of a film-watching spree, though. I kind of watched this in the middle um, during Easter. It's Easter right now, so I, right. I've been watching a lot of stuff. And honestly, like, I that was kind of a mistake because I watched movies like Drive um, mm-hmm. and uh, this, like, Ukrainian documentary about some real intense stuff that was going on. <laughs> and then I watched About Time, and I was just like, uh, this is, like, 
just not as good <laughs> like when yeah. i watch drive <laughs> and then i watch about time i just literally i mean was kind of yeah. unimpressed so i feel like that was a mistake and i really i don't know i, th- I feel like my view on this film is very similar to sing street uh like i'm not like judging it super harshly and like you know nitpicking it that much i do think that the film actually has some like decently major issues in some areas but like for the most part i was pretty like uh i wasn't going very pretentious on the judging because i obviously understand that it's not a pretentious film at all uh and yeah, yeah, I think that this is one of the better rom-coms I've seen in my time. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I, I think that the dialogue in the second act in particular, like once he's actually getting to know Rachel McAdams' character, is just really charming. Uh, and it's yeah. just great to watch. I, yeah, I honestly I mean, think I, this movie, it has one of the greatest, like, meet, first meeting scene in, in the darkness like any romantic film yeah because it's just like so like kind of flipping it on its back it's like that's not how you would usually see a romance movie play out that they're just like you can't see anything you're just hearing voices for like five minutes I yeah thought that was cool i like that scene i thought that was a pretty good scene um yeah i mean i think that in general my issues with this film come at the end and at the start I actually thought that most of the time yeah. he spends in London with Rachel McAdams is my favorite part by far. Like the really awkward scenes when he's trying to get to know her, uh, the scenes mm-hmm. with his uh, his dad's friend, all that kind of stuff I really liked. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I just, I, I thought that the insane amount of narration was like a bit over the top yeah, at I the agree. start. I, I really... I don't know. I'll talk more about it in the review. But yeah, I think overall, yeah. solid rom-com. Definitely not my favorite. So if you're a huge fan of this film, don't get offended by my words in the review. Don't worry, I'll back up this film. Sure, Although yeah. I do agree that like it's pretty hard to go into this film after watching Drive, because that's just Way a masterpiece better. of a film. <laughs> um uh, yeah, let's, let's do standout go into scenes. yeah standout scenes. I'll go. Okay, I'll go first. so uh, yeah, you go first. You go first. Okay, my favorite scene, and this is like I'd say kind of by far is the wedding scene. Um, mm. I don't know, like, I I just it's like the poster for the film. I was kind of waiting for it to come up, and there's just something right. that made me like just feel happy, and there's like a, just a feel good scene. Like, it's it's a funny scene, you know just pouring on everybody and there's just something charming yeah. about that it's like the opposite yeah. of the film wedding that the boring ones that you always come totally. to see i love that yeah like, inside joke italian song that they play and it's just a really <laughs> sweet it's just a really sweet scene um because yeah. you know i like that the the relationship they have and i think that the wedding is like a perfect fit for their relationship especially uh for like both their characters so i don't know i just thought that that was like kind of like the last uh my like my peak of the movie i think that that was like my right my high for the whole thing yeah was the way it's like it's kind of ironic the scene because it's like everyone's super happy and yet it has like the worst weather ever it's just downpouring super windy yeah i like that scene the, the thing about this movie is it's like it's just it feels like just a sweet movie like you you're kind of just watching it and it's just like and you want to see it, your boy it gives succeed you that gooey feeling you want to see him get yeah, it right. right yeah like when he messes up you're like okay time travel time like let's do this for real yeah exactly yes yeah. <laughs> um uh, okay so my um well i think one of my standout scenes i already talked about a bit is the 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 scene where they first meet the dinner scene mm-hmm. it's not really um technically great because it's literally just bl- a black screen hearing voiceovers um but i just think it's a madly original um way of a character's first meeting and i really like right. that um other scene that i really like is actually the montage so in the train station basically yeah. they they meet they get together and then we we see this this montage that takes place completely 
and only in the train station, which is a really cool way of showing passage of time because you're seeing this couple go through their day-to-day -day life um, having to pass through this train station every day to get to work or to get to go see their families or whatever. And you're just seeing the like their relationship grow through like a couple seconds of every day in this same location. And it's pretty cool. It's a really yeah. great, great way of showing passage of time. The music's good. And um, I really also like how that scene is just like, we don't, we don't have to see their relationship grow because that's not what this film is about. This film is about just watching them basically grow a family and not as much about them, like him pursuing her, him, like, you know, making her fall in making him her fall in love with him it's not about that it's about like they get together and then you just have this like montage and then you know then they're going to get married and then you start following them as they build a family as you know his father starts getting health issues and that's when the film starts to like you just follow them and it's like a snippet of life kind of feel and yeah. i like that yeah. yeah for sure it's a great montage i like that instead of yeah showing you all like the dates or whatever doing it like that mm -hmm. it's just like these little mm -hmm. visual things like the way they interact with each other day to day just showing their growth and their relationship it was very creative and fresh and i like yeah. that yeah also saves them some money they don't have to rent out too many locations <laughs> that's true um yeah okay so let's do some audience questions um nice. We only have one. We have okay. one audience question. Uh, but this this one's kind of cool. Okay. If you could go back in time in your lifetime, how far back would you want to go and why? Uh, I don't know. That's like a tough question. Uh, like, I think that in my relatively short life, I haven't made too many awful decisions. Uh, that I'd want to go back and like completely fix. So I don't know. I'd probably say I'd go back to when I was like six or something. Yeah. Like when I had absolutely no idea what anything or how like the world worked worked at all. Like I mean, I still like obviously I'm. Right. Not, I don't know really, but like back then I literally would just you know you do whatever six year olds do like just go run around with your friends all day. I don't know. I'd go back and do that again. That's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah i agree i would go back to like six but like i would do it for totally an ethically and morally wrong reason i would want to oh, go God. back and just like be like this kid genius and then like get boosted up a bunch of grades and like try and make a bunch of money off of me being like a six-year-old who's like super smart um right. and then I would try and make a business out of it and make a bunch of money, like make a TV show of myself. I feel like that would Damn. get some views. Six-year-old who like I th knows how I'm to saying do I'd rather go back to that for like, I don't know, like a weekend or something. I don't think I'd want to like stay back there. I've already lived that. Like Nah, nah, I would stay back there, make a bunch of money, and then I would go back. And then Is I'd that be, how it like, works? You know, yeah, because in, like, go in the film, you gotta, in the film, don't you have to live the whole... No, no, no. The... he can go back really he can, can go back because remember back he he took his sister back to the new year's oh, party right. if they had to live through that they would have to live through another like 10 years yeah i mean to be fair like i also like i think the time travel is like i get that it's supposed to be like casually explained but i also just feel like it's poorly explained because that's kind of oh yeah they, they they put no effort into the time travel thing and it was but like, like I didn't care because they wanted it yeah. to not be a big deal. But at the same time, I feel like yeah. you got to explain the rules a little bit. Yeah, uh, I don't care. I don't like time travel movies in general. So like, I kind of like that. They don't, they don't spend too much time on it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. That, that That's we're done. That was the audience question. Um, one question. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that. Feel free to send um, us those questions, by the way, guys. I love getting those yeah. questions. Yeah, it's Just, fun to uh, answer. On that poll on our Instagram before each episode. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I we'll think without that. further ado, let's hop into the review. Yeah, take a quick break, and then we're going to hop in story and originality. 
Hopping right in. Story and originality yeah. at a 10%. Uh, Let's do like, it. I, I think that the uh, it's a, this is like an above average rom-com in my opinion in terms of story. Uh, just because, like we've been talking about, it's not just about falling in love and like trying to get the girl. Um, mm-hmm. But it's more about living each day to the fullest uh and yeah just like appreciating the small things in life so i mean in in a lot of ways that the film is really not that much about the relationship and it's more just about living life and you know just making the best out of out of life and uh they kind of use this time travel concept to put that on display uh especially near the end when his dad says you know go and live every day twice live it the first time you know, just trying to get through and then live it through a second time and, uh, like notice yeah. all the small things, appreciate, uh, everything that's yeah. going on and like, you know, the beauty of the world. And I really like mm-hmm. that. I think that that's a great message. Um, I mean, I just think that they could have gone like a little further with that. Um, and like maybe even like use the time travel concept more. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, like there were parts where it was getting like a little, just kind of stereotypical rom-com for me but i think in general this was uh an above average story for like what i was expecting um and it's definitely very original yeah it definitely gains point points for me for originality uh yeah i mean i like the story i like that it's not just a rom-com like it also has some like drama aspects to it i i really like the relationship between him and his father that's added into this film um I mean, yeah, I think you covered it. It's not the most, like, riveting story, but it definitely gains points for originality for me. And, you know, just not being your average rom-com, having, like, some, you know, some stuff in there to spice it up. Uh, I give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. I gave it an 8 out of 10 also. Because, yeah, Mm -hmm. like, at the end of the day, this film just, like, goes deeper into, like, what it means to be a couple, I feel like, than most rom-coms do. Yeah. So, yeah, eight out of ten for sure. Yeah. Um, let's hop into beginning. Out of five percent, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm not gonna lie, I really, really didn't like the beginning to this film. Uh, yeah. And I definitely, when I watched like the opening five minutes, I was really not excited for the two-hour film that like laid in front of me. It definitely got way better. <laughs> after this beginning but like i just think that the backstory is like so not good like it's just so poorly like attempted it's it's so bland there's just nothing and i really feel like i didn't know the character that well at all from like this very shallow backstory because yeah they just kind of do it so casually this the like, mm-hmm. very casual narration and he's like yeah i like lived a pretty average life meanwhile he's yeah. out here like basically living in like a mansion in the on the beaches and he's just like yeah i play ping pong with my dad like i don't know i thought the character development was super weak with this backstory and i yeah i'm just really not a big fan of narration and this film opens with like five minutes of narration yeah um and yeah, I just really think that they failed to give these characters a lot of depth. Um, I mean, the one saving grace is I think the cinematography uh, at this location they had um, in mm-hmm. the south of England was really great, just because of the you know the vast landscape. So really the cool cinematography location, like yeah. saved it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I just really was not a fan of the beginning Al. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe it's because it was my third time watching it, so I already knew the characters. I I didn't... That didn't affect me as much, but I, I don't like narration. I agree with you. And I, I think... Honestly, the narration is toned down throughout this movie, but it's used a lot in the beginning and the ending. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. The only... The thing that's uh, saving this beginning for me is that, yeah, cinematography, and I think it's, like, 
quick paced like it's set up and i get that it doesn't dive really deep into it but i i almost don't mind that because it just gets to the point really quickly like we get to the new year's party really quickly which i actually like the new year's party because it's kind of like it just looks cool and really good music i mean anytime you're playing mr brightside in the background i mean i'm jamming yeah um, fair enough and like you know we get to the time travel stuff like pretty quickly like eight minutes into the film we get into the time travel stuff um so yeah i like that it's quick paced um and yeah even though it's a lot of voiceover there's some like decently funny jokes but i agree narration and kind of like lack of character development um yeah i just i honestly if anything i would argue that it's too quickly paced like you just I don't know. For me, when you introduce... Like, for a rom-com, I feel like the lead male love interest, like, the guy who's trying to get the girl, I feel like you gotta get into him for me to, like, Yeah, really but you, care. you can you can let his character grow. Like, you don't have oh, to yeah, for develop sure. it just, in the first know. five minutes. I mean, when you have, like, the character development of the narration into the New Year scene, and then, boom, you're hit with the time travel stuff, like, I don't know. I just thought it was, like really not great writing and i just i i gave the beginning a two percent out of five yeah. i really didn't like the beginning <laughs> yeah i gave it a three out of five a little bit higher it's definitely a weak average though but i don't i don't think it's like below average especially looking at the other films we've done that i've given a three um but yeah okay moving on to ending also out of five uh honestly i think the ending uh struggles with the same thing here and it's that yeah. voiceover narration. But the thing that the ending has going for it is that the like the final scene with his dad is I, yeah. I love that. I love it. And I I will not lie, the first time I watched this movie I cried. Cause There um, you go. Same here, bro. No I shame. Mean, it's so sad. Like he he's saying goodbye to his dad forever, even though his dad's already been dead for like nine months. But like, you know, it's and then they go back and you got that like be- beautiful soundtrack with them running down the beach. It's just like it's 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 like really sweet. I know, and heartwarming. Right? Like that would have been sick mm-hmm. if that was the actual ending. But yeah, honestly, if it just like ended. <laughs> that's there. what I think. But I honestly to have... think that it drags on for too long with these extra like yeah. two three minutes of narration. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I like that we got to see the kids grow up a bit, but honestly, I think it would have yeah. been way better to just end it, uh, not, like, directly on the beach with his dad, maybe, but, like, really quickly yeah, but after like, that. Yeah, I agree. Um, the o- But the other thing for me is that even though I don't like narration, I really like the song that plays through the narration. I honestly just really like the soundtrack in this film, but, um, yeah, yeah. It's a good soundtrack. It, I, uh, I gave it a three out of five. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. I gave it a three out of five. It was pretty average. Um, And I think that it definitely could have been better than average. Uh, Yeah. And it just really wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. They cut some of that voiceover. Um, Yeah. Okay. Screenplay dialogue out of eight. Uh, I, okay. Here's the thing. I get that the screenplay isn't perfect. And I get that there's a lot, a fair amount of plot holes and some like issues and stuff. But like, I don't know. I just I feel like with a movie like this I I don't really care that much about the technical aspects of it and I just like I just I just vibe with it honestly. Um yeah. I mean I just think that for me the beginning like with Margot Robbie is like the most painful parts for me cuz I just yeah. think they have like I mean obviously I get that they're supposed to not have chemistry but like their interactions are just like so painfully unbelievable like i could never see two human beings like like i I don't know man i i just think that the beginning is like just really weak in general um Mm -hmm. but i think that the dialogue gets really a lot better once he moves to london and there's actually like a lot of really clever jokes um yeah but yeah i mean in general i just think that it's, it's just not a very enticing screenplay in my opinion like I just really wasn't that invested in Tim's character. Uh, I I just felt like, yeah, I mean, once they kind of got that family going and you get that kind of vibe, then I started to get into it a bit more. But I mean, for me, like 
aside from him being like painfully awkward, I really wasn't, I didn't feel like I was rooting for him enough when he was trying to get Mary. I feel like mm-hmm. I was just really cringing at all their interactions. Um, See, I, I, I like that he's painfully awkward. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I relate I'm, to that. I'm, I'm saying I, I that, just, like, I, <laughs> I get that he's awkward, but I just think that not even on that level, I just don't think I was, like, really wanting to see him succeed, you know? I didn't really want to see him get the girl as much in uh, other other rom-coms. Like, I don't know. I just mm. didn't really feel as inspired by Tim's character um, right. than I would have liked to be. I, just, I don't know. There just really wasn't that much likable about him, aside from how awkward he was uh, for me. Yeah, I I don't know. I like his character, and I I I like I like him. He's he he seems like just a genuinely nice guy. Um, oh, who's yeah, doing yeah, some like sure. morally gray stuff. <laughs> the thing I like about I, I also screenplay... I also think that like he just doesn't really have a personality beyond being like nice and awkward. Like he's a lawyer, but we never even like he, you know he never went to law school or anything, so we don't really get to know anything about that. Like I think his entire personality really throughout the whole film is just being witty and awkward which is fine but i just really mm-hmm. feel like uninspired by him as a character <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the thing i like about the screenplay is that it doesn't it it's morally great okay let's just say that it is yeah there is a man going back in time to basically like maneuver his relationship uh to get a specific girl it's it's definitely morally gray in many aspects. Yeah. But the thing I like about it is that it just doesn't care. It's like, yeah, we know and we don't care. Like yeah, there is never sure. a point where Rachel McAdams like finds out he can time travel and they get in a big argument. Like that never happens. It's just it's just what it is. Um yep. <laughs> and that's another thing I like about how they wrote their relationship, because you grow you get to see their relationship grow throughout the movie. I like that it feels like one of the most honest, sincere, and real, like, on-screen relationships I've seen in a while. Because it's not, like, melodramatic. It's not over-the-top, cheesy, happy. And they've cast two people who just, they don't really look like they would be your stereotypical Hollywood relationship. They're just, like, two people who are together, and they're awkward and kind of odd, but they have really good chemistry and um yeah. it feels like an on it feels like a real relationship it feels human you know it is it, it and they don't get into like massive arguments they don't get into like they don't break up halfway through the movie it's none of that it's just like this nice yeah like to be honest, heartfelt relationship i was waiting for the whole you know he loses her and he has to win her back type of yeah. thing to happen and it never happens and i have a lot of yeah. respect for that um yeah yeah i don't think that the screenplay is like awful uh but i don't know just really was pretty average for me like i didn't really think that there was that much great about it um i gave it a five percent out of eight because i think that the dialogue in particular like uh i originally yeah, it as a four but then i was like dialogue was pretty uh really solid so i bumped it up to a five um yeah, yeah. i think the dialogue's pretty funny especially uh harry he's yeah, got some really sure. funny i dialogue. love harry's character I also Tom love Hollander like Uncle, is, like my favorite yeah. actor in this for sure. Uncle Desmond, he's just like he's what got, a like, beast, dude! I loved Uncle I know. Desmond. He, he's, he's like so like, du- stupid, but he plays yeah. it so well. <laughs> and you like feel bad. You feel so much empathy for him at the same time. It's for like sure. beautiful. And like at the end when he's like mourning, um, the father, uh, Tim's father. It's like really sad. I loved it. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I give it a six, six out of eight. Uh, one higher than you. But yeah, I agree. It's yeah. not it's not the most superb screenplay. And honestly, if this film wasn't like kind of a lighthearted rom-com, I probably would have rated it much lower. It's just that I didn't take it. I like was I just didn't care. I was like, yeah. True. Just went with it. Yeah. Uh okay, production design out or of no, soundtrack, bro. You forgot oh, about soundtrack. the soundtrack. Oh yeah, seven percent. Oh, can't forget soundtrack. I, I think that um, this is a very solid soundtrack. Yeah, I really like the soundtrack. I love this soundtrack. I've uh, I mean I wouldn't I love listen to any of so these much. songs per se. What do you mean you wouldn't listen to any of these? Without this with the exception of Mr. Brightside, okay. How about Friday I'm in Love by the Cure? You got See, like, I'm not a big cure guy. 
Okay, well, not a big cure yeah, guy. Okay, fair. But anyways, like these, I like Richard Curtis movies have good soundtracks in general. He he, yeah, he picks some sure. good songs. Um, I've listened to the soundtrack multitude of occasions. Um, yeah, I mean, we got Friday I'm in Love, Mr. Brightside, uh, When I Fall in Love, The Luckiest, Midair. Like, got some good songs. And honestly, I've even listened to the theme piano piece. Because it's just like this like beautiful, soulful piano piece. And yeah, I, love I mean, it. for me, my, my favorite song is Il Mundo, Jimmy Fontana. Absolute banger. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm not the hugest fan, like, personally of any of these artists or the music, but I gotta appreciate the Amy Winehouse, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I think that it's a very, very good soundtrack. I wouldn't listen to it outside of the film, uh, but I, I really like the use of the soundtrack in this movie. It's like, it just, it almost, like, gives off this, like, really casual lovebird uh, aesthetic like, I don't know how to say mm-hmm. it. It just feels sweet. Um, yeah. And they're yeah. all kind of like indie indie music. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, I like. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a 6% out of 7. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because it's not quite, like, playlist worthy. But I think that this is a really good soundtrack. And there's a lot of songs on here, too. Um, and a lot of variety. So, yeah, really liked it. Yeah, well, for me, you know my rule. If I listen to it. 707 i've listened to this album many times i like a lot of the songs off of it so you know 707 there it is haven't (laughs) done that much this podcast like maybe this is my third time second time um yeah okay i mean i think it's fair that if the if the music from a film like extends into your personal life then boom seven out of seven yeah so yeah, let's move on to production design, costumes production and set. Production design, costumes and set. Uh, I think that like, there's very strong production design, actually. Because yeah, I think in particular, the apartments um, have really good production design. Because they just feel so yeah. like, real. And uh, they're not overdone, but they have like yep. so much character and like so much small details that just like feels very close to the characters that inhabit them. Yeah, I agree. Like and and just like um, Harry, like Harry's house, for, uh, yeah, for he sure. lives in, and how like disastrous it is, but also like tells you so much about his character. It's not really production design, but it's like really good set decoration. Like all of just like the details of mm-hmm. the background, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, the tent yeah. that they set up for the wedding—that's production design, and you know that's a pretty big production design, especially with it breaking and the water coming through like that's that's a pretty big um yeah thing to do like um, i think that the production design aside from these sets isn't too crazy i will say that yeah. i really like um the costumes that mary has in particular i just think yeah. that her costumes are like super uh well picked um uh-huh. i think for all the male characters it was pretty basic uh, but I, I don't know. I thought Mary's costumes in particular were pretty good. Uh, yeah. And, like, I think that the apartments have great production design, but at the end of the day, like, I just feel like there wasn't uh, that much crazy set design in any of the restaurant locations they were at weren't that inspiring. Yeah, um, that's true. But definitely above average. Yeah, totally. Uh, what'd you give it? I gave it a 4%. Out of six for production design. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah, Four just really solid. Yeah, yeah it's solid. Um, it's good. Okay, location selection. Now, mm. okay, Mwah. with location selection, yeah, it's like it's not obvious at all. Um, oh, I mean, that there might are some be, beautiful locations. There are some beautiful locations, and it might be because of the desaturated look of this film that you, they don't really pop out as much as, you know, they would in like a more like high saturation kind of film because this has more gray overtones but like some of the locations are just beautiful in this film i mean um that the his childhood house you know his parents house in particular i mean yeah those locations are just stunning it has very atonement white cliffs of dover vibes at the end there totally um and even the places that they pick in london 
like the streets mm-hmm. where he's walking or how yeah i don't know they just they just feel nice they feel like like not royal but like just really nice streets like i don't know they yeah just, totally they're, they're, they're pleasing to the eye um yeah I, yeah the the street where they come out of like the the dark dinner place uh when they oh, first yeah. like see each other awesome. that street is possibly one of the most beautiful streets i have seen in a film like it's gorgeous it's like this really thin very narrow street with like brick paved roads uh with puddles on them so the street exactly. lights are shining off of it and these you like all these really antique street looks yeah all these really antique stores kind of spiraling around the street it's it is a beautiful street i love it um mm-hmm. yeah and then like the grasslands where they have the burial um the the basically that like grass stairway that leads to the beach is really cool um yeah it's it's good location selection it's just like it's really solid really good yeah Yeah. i was Um, impressed i thought that a lot of the locations were just like i I didn't really think there were any poor locations um i mean i think in particular the restaurants like if they picked some like epically good mm-hmm. cafes and restaurants i really think this could have been a six out of six uh but for mm-hmm. me it's a five percent they just didn't quite get like perfect uh locations but i mean yeah. overall just very very solid locations yeah i agree i gave it a five out of six um yeah i agree some of the restaurants weren't top tier although i do really like the restaurant they went to um like when he takes her from the party and they go to have dinner or something like that was a really cool restaurant it was kind of like yeah. a circle um yeah yeah like red it was blinds. open air yeah just nice. yeah yeah uh, okay well uh let's take a quick break and then we will hop into cinematography Hello. Okay, we back are back. Cinematography. cinematography. Yep, out of 10. Yep. Uh, I think that the cinematography in this film is... Oh, dude, I feel like there's a bit of wasted potential because I didn't really like like the subtle handheld it had. I feel like it just would have been better. I steady. love the subtle handheld. Like, okay, I think I, it I adds like such it, a gritty look to it yeah but in my opinion it's not a very gritty movie so i feel like it just could have been i, f- I feel like i would have liked to see it with steady nah, i don't know i think this, I, I still I think really it... think that the cinematography is beautiful big yeah. points for so much sexy green bokeh and it's like this nice swirly bokeh too like you can tell they use that like really right. long lens for this yeah um yeah and just got like ultra shallow depth of field uh yeah i mean for me, like, I think that it's very beautiful, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's very creatively framed or anything. Uh, like, I think that the shots look really nice, but to me, like, in terms of actual creativity, like, doing cool tracking shots, um, mm-hmm. like, framing things in, like, a nice progressive way that, like, actually adds a lot to the story, you know, that visual yeah. storytelling, it just, yeah, you know, doesn't have a lot of that. Which is fine. Yeah, that's true. I don't think that films need it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it would have given it some extra points if it had some, uh, like, just more intentional-looking shots. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I think that in general, it's a very beautiful film, and it's well shot, for sure. Can't deny that. Yeah. I honestly like the handheld look, because, I, I, I don't know, I feel like it adds more to this film, because if they stuck this film on a tripod, it would just be like, it would look like every other, you know, rom-com. And this film just yeah. feels a bit like, and it's true because this film is a little darker than most. It's it's got some drama. It's got some, you know, sad stuff. So like I like that. Um, lens flares, man. There's some nice lens flares in this movie, and you know I love lens flares. Some people don't There's like some them. Some good lens flares. I love them. But I watched Hot Fuzz this weekend, and that <laughs> movie has some tactical <laughs> lens flares. That Dude, movie no, has those like are the... those are CGI lens flares. Though. I know. Like, Hot Fuzz <laughs> is genuinely one of my favorite comedies, dude. I love Hot Fuzz. Um, <sighs> yeah. Do you not like Edgar Wright movies? Oh, no, you like Dude, Edgar I love Edgar. I, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is, like, one of my favorite movies. 
I also yeah. really like. Do you Baby like Baby Driver. Driver? You like Baby? Really? I like Baby Driver. It's not it's like. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like. It feels it's like weird the watching drive. Kevin Spacey, no matter what he's in. <laughs> Dude, I just feel Baby. Awkward. I call Baby Driver Walmart Drive because that's what it is. Oh yeah, for sure. It's literally yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally, I'm a big Shaun of the Dead fan. Also. Yeah. Yeah. I think Shaun of the Dead is super funny. Um, yeah. Okay. Back Dude, on back track. To, uh okay the one shot that like i was like damn is that shot where um they meet at the art gallery at the kate moss art gallery and they're talking to each other and like there's a projection of like this kate moss home video playing behind them that's getting projected over top of them it's a really cool shot looks really cool and Mm -hmm. um yeah i i overall i like the like just look of this film the kind of gray uh desaturated look um and also whenever they do montages um that kind of show progression of time they shoot it in a way that feels like you're watching like a home video which i think is really cool um for example when they have their baby uh their first child and you're kind of watching it they have lots of like zoom ins handheld uh lens flares and it it feels like you're watching a home video except with like really good quality and I, I yeah. really like that choice for cinematography. But yeah, overall, mm-hmm. I don't think cinematography is that inventive. It's not it's not crazy. It just looks nice. That That's yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, I gave yes. it uh, an 8% out of 10. Because, yeah, I think, 8%, mm-hmm. I think 8% is the perfect score for these films that they look really nice, but they're not really yeah, enhancing not the really... story that much with yeah, their cinematography. I agree. Yeah, I give an 8, eight as well. Um, it's a low eight for me, um, but it, it, yeah. it's an eight because I, I think it's it's good. It, it looks nice, um, but yeah, to get that nine, you have to be, you have to be starting to get into the like beautiful, beautiful film, like very creative yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, okay. Let's move on to editing. Out of eight, um, uh, I think that there are some noticeably weird cuts in the opening at the like the New Year's party like some jump cuts um but i think that like in general there's just very solid ed- editing throughout yeah uh mm-hmm. and yeah just a nice gray color palette also um yeah i think in general it's fairly basic editing uh yeah it is like it's... back and forth between characters um and mm-hmm. you know that's not a bad thing i think that that's fine but uh yeah i just would have liked to see maybe just some some longer holds on characters or something or just something to spice up the editing a bit uh yeah although yeah i think the montages like especially the kate moss montage i like the editing there yeah that, the like, time lapse. yeah i think that's cool um even mm-hmm. though we just watched a better one in train spotting uh, <laughs> i think that this time lapse is also cool um yeah it's pretty solid editing yeah, and I I actually kind of like the color grading in this film. We, where uh, the stuff in the past is more warm, color graded, um, and then stuff in the present is more desaturated, which is very like, kind of ironic, which is cool. I like that. Um, and also I like how whenever he goes back, and like, redoes stuff, they edit it identically to how he did it before yeah, with margot robbie's stuff i noticed that for sure yeah even even like when he goes um uh when he's like he does his day over they edit it identically yeah like it's it's that's that's a smart the choice with shots. editing because it's it's like just reinforcing that it's the same day he's just doing stuff differently yeah it's the same yeah. angle same shots and then they cut them like on the same beats of the music and that's pretty cool um yeah for yeah, sure. like yeah, it's solid editing, nothing crazy, nothing like standably stand out bad. It's just like solid. Um we've been given six uh six out of eight for six yeah, percent you know, out of eight. Editing. Uh yep. That ab- like above average I'd say, because there's nothing noticeably wrong with it. Um Yeah. And I think when you're generally just watching like uh, less careful films you can notice like continuity errors or just weird cuts that like don't really feel that good uh, right. but this film just has some really solid editing so yeah six percent 
I also like that they don't like waste time. They just cut stuff. Like when he he when they announce that she's pregnant, they just like cut to the baby being born. You don't have this whole like labor scene. You don't ha- it's just like Yeah, just cutting Rachel it. McAdams like, like doesn't that. have to put on the the yeah. fake pregnancy stomach. And they <laughs> actually had that in the film. They deleted that. That was an editing choice cuz it's like you don't need that. Just like move along and I like that. Yeah, because, um, I mean, it is a decently, like, it's not a long film, but it, I feel like they, cutting stuff like that out just, just made it more punchy and, yeah, yeah. made it more entertaining. Um, okay, so acting out of 10, um, eh. I, I, I think it's, it's good. There were no, like, standout bad performances, in my opinions. Yeah. The, I in mean, this film, okay. it's, like, weird. I'm not gonna lie, I thought Bill uh Nighy, like the, the dad tim's dad like i yeah. thought his he just just wasn't a great actor <laughs> like i don't know he, he he didn't feel like he i don't know like there's just something about his performance like really wasn't that great to me he's just very casual um yeah. very like nonchalant he didn't really have a lot of nuances in his performance like i don't know like I think that my favorite performances were like Tom Hollander, Rachel McAdams, Lydia Wilson. Uh, those mm-hmm. are like my three. Even Joshua McGuire, McGuire, who played Rory, I thought he gave yeah. a great performance. Dude, um, I weird, weirdly love Vanessa Kirby in this film too. She's like, oh yeah, not in I it love much, her too. but she's so funny. She's just like, I I actually really like the supporting actors in this film, which is usually not the case, but I feel like they're all very strong. Um. Yeah, for me, it's Dom Hall Gleason, who just doesn't really do it for me. I don't know. He he just he. I mean, maybe it's his character because I already felt like his character yeah. was pretty weak as the lead. But I just really I don't think, think that. I don't think his bad. acting was bad. I think it's no, more that he just not necessarily like bad. His but... character just didn't have that much to do. Yeah, and it's not that he gave a bad performance. It's just like he didn't have that much to do in general. Uh. Bill Nye, not the science guy, but Bill Nye, the actor, he's like, yeah, I agree with you. He's He, he doesn't do anything crazy, but I don't think he, he performed bad either. I feel like they just wrote his character as this, like, nonchalant, like, True. really nothing great. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing with acting in this category. It's like, I don't think anyone gave a bad performance, per se. It's just that a lot of the characters didn't have a whole lot to do, like, didn't have a whole lot to feed off of for their like you know performances yeah that's why i thought rachel mcadams truly had the most interesting performance um just because her character felt like she was the only one that was actually you know like kind of unaware of the whole time travel thing like i don't know her performance was just it felt more genuine when this creepy guy was like telling her random stuff about her that he yeah. wasn't like supposed to know like i don't know it was the moments like that where i thought that her performance just definitely had more intricacy and was just kind of a step above all the other actors for me yeah I, I i think the acting is pretty decent in this film um not not top tier but yeah no standout like bad performances in my opinion um so i gave it an 8 out of 10 yeah i also gave it an 8 out of 10 uh yeah, to be honest, those those like smaller supporting roles just bumped it up because yeah, they mm-hmm. were very solid. So, yeah. Okay, moving into all right. Let's move on to entertainment value yeah, out of ten. Out of ten percent. All right, this is where it comes in. I'm not like a big rom com guy, as previously stated, and like I thought that the second and third act had some funnier, like well paced moments. Uh, but I don't know. I just didn't get into this film as much as the other films we've been doing just not really like my thing i don't know it's just kind of the unfortunate truth uh like i thought that it was entertaining enough uh i definitely wasn't like bored uh but yeah i just really wasn't that into this film uh yeah i don't know i don't know really what else to say uh other than it's just not really the kind of movie that i would watch if the wheel didn't land on it so i felt like i could have been more entertained by honestly some more of that like awkward funny Mm -hmm. stuff that was happening at the start because once they got into their relationship uh 
I just really thought that aside from the interactions with their side characters, that their relationship got a little bit on the boring side uh, because it felt very real. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I just thought that when he's, you know, awkward trying to get with her, that that's the most entertaining part of the film for me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I guess the second act for me was the most entertaining part, and the third and the first were a little bit weaker for me. Okay, fair. I mean, like, I like rom-coms, but I don't like bad rom-coms. Like, I should state that. Even though I do like rom-coms, I, I'm very, like, strict on the rom-coms I like. I, I still am a movie geek to a certain extent. Like, I'm not going to go watch, like, all these Netflix teenage rom-coms because, you know, most of them are awful. But I do like a good, yep. thoughtful, interesting, heartfelt rom-com because I, I like watching movies that just make me feel good once in a while. And, you know, Sing Street was one of those films. And this is another one that just, I don't know, it just makes me feel good when I watch it. And, um... Yeah, I mean, this was my third time watching it, so it has rewatchability value for me, personally. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I'm never bored when I watch this movie. Even this was my third time, and I was never bored. Um, I enjoyed it. So yeah, it's going to score pretty high for me for entertainment value. I gave it a 7% um, out of 10. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't my favorite, but it was good. Yeah, I gave it a 9 out of 10 seen it three times but i think this is the big thing for me it's like i find these movies way more entertaining than like good movies even though i enjoy watching good movies on an entertainment level i find movies like these way more entertaining just because i don't know my brain endorphins dopamine i just i just like watching them yeah that i just for me i like watching those like weird obscure indie films because that's like then I just think about how awesome and weird and indie they are. <laughs> and it makes him feel better <laughs> like, about yeah, himself. Um, <laughs> exactly. It makes me feel good. And I'm like, ooh, that's cool. Like, Yeah, I don't know. I think 7 is a fine yeah, score. Makes uh, sense. I, honestly, this movie was better. Like, when I last week when we landed on it, I looked at the plot synopsis and I was like, time traveling romance. Like, this is going to be bad. <laughs> uh, but it scored a lot higher than i thought it was going yeah. to originally um yeah yeah so i guess let's wrap it up with overall technical achievement yep uh i think that technically speaking this film is very solid technically mm -hmm. uh it didn't really wow me in any way yeah. but i think if you look at the scores an eight and a six uh i really can't give it that much of a low score here because i think that the technical elements of this film are really really solid so yeah i mean it's solid I, eight and six got seven out of seven for soundtrack i mean it's a solid it's solid overall technical achievement it's not it's nothing great but um yeah it's continuity it's cool it's pretty good uh yeah i think that's all i really yeah. have to say um yeah i gave it a 12 out of 15 for overall technical achievement same here uh yeah not quite like 13, 14, like uh, uh, great levels, but it's definitely above average. Definitely very solid technically. And uh, yeah, it definitely beat my expectations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with all that being said, I, that concludes the review section. Yes, it does. Uh, we'll go tally our scores tally and scores. then spin that wheel and see what we're going to review I'm next excited. week. Excited. Okay. All right. Back at it. Final scores tallied up. Finishing up. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think that uh I think my score is fair. Mm -hmm. Uh. Uh, it's tied for my lowest score so far. Right. Sure. Um, I gave it the same thing. I gave Sing Street. I gave it a seventy-four percent overall. Seventy-four percent. Uh. And yeah, I think that I like this movie just about as much as I like Sing Street. Uh, which is you know. It's a good movie. Uh, definitely not on like my rewatch list for a while, but I would have like no problem if uh, you know family movie night or something, and this was picked. I, I definitely wouldn't like object. Uh, I think it's a solid movie. Uh, if you're into rom coms, I think this is a must watch because uh, it's definitely a step above some of the garbage that is being <laughs> executively like 
just Hollywood's yeah. just pumping it out because people are gonna watch yep. it. Definitely a step above that. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My overall seventy nine percent didn't quite break the eighty barrier. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Like looking at Sing Street in this film, I think yeah, I like Sing Street better. Um, but this is a good movie. Yeah, honestly. Overall, pretty solid. Um, so what does that average out to? Uh, it averages out to 76.5, which is the same as where the wild things are. Uh, I honestly... But since we agreed... I honestly want to put this higher I think than we can executively things. say... I think we can executively say that this movie is better than where the wild yeah. things are. Uh, and this is our list, so we can do what we want. Um, Plus, I have a higher yeah. rating for this. <laughs> Even though we're closer, we ha- I got a higher rating. Like... The Where the Wild Things Are just got boosted because it had a $150 million yeah, budget. Yeah, it's purely for technical it had, reasons. Like, really... Exactly. Like, I would much rather watch this again than Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, that is um, fair. Yeah. Okay, let's let's spin that wheel, get that quick time player ready, and see... Damn, it's going to be our 18th movie our next 18th week. 18th movie. That's a lot. Our 20th episode. It's been 18 weeks. It's going to be our 20th episode. Yeah. Um... Yeah, okay. New screen recording. Let's do this. Boost the volume. I am excited to see mm-hmm. what we get. Um, Let's go. Okay. And we are spinning in three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, shoot. My volume's not up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I stopped it before it landed on anything. I'm going to redo that. Volume is crucial. Volume is crucial. Uh, we got to make sure that it's proved that it's real. Yeah. It's because I'm attached to my uh, my headphone, so I got to turn that off. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Spinning in three, two, one. Okay, we have landed on a movie called Nocturnal Animals. Oh, oh, that is super hype. Uh, have you seen this movie? Yeah, and it's like definitely one of my favorites. Um, awesome, awesome. I, I can't wait to watch this again. I love this movie. Um, I watched this movie about uh, two years ago. Dude, I'm excited to rewatch this movie. Cause... I watched it last year because one of the the indie film uh like critic uh youtubers i watched listed as his favorite film of the decade mm. and then i was yeah. like huh never heard of it and then i watched it and i was like damn it's pretty good <laughs> it's a crazy movie um yeah definitely definitely not for the lighthearted. but um no <laughs> Absolutely ah, i don't i don't actually remember this movie too good i watched it about two years ago it, yeah, okay, I mean, starts Jake Gyllenhaal, Amy Adams. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, love him. This mm-hmm. is it's a good movie. I remember this. I remember this. I don't actually remember how this movie ended, but I remember it ending and me being like, "Damn, that was a good ending." It's but a I great, don't remember what the ending. ending was. It's a intense. Uh, it's a very intense movie. It's a very intense hey, movie. This is this is nice. Ben and I were hoping for a thriller, and I think we got a thriller. We this got is a thriller, it. right? Uh, we got yeah, it. it. Is that's awesome. It's it's like a romantic thriller kind of thing, um, directed by mm-hmm. uh, Tom Ford, and uh, yeah, it it didn't win any awards. Uh, Amy Adams got a nom for it. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think, a supporting actor nom. Yeah. Uh, okay. I yeah. have the plot summary here. Uh, okay. Okay. Susan receives a manuscript of her ex-husband Edward's new novel and finds it very compelling. However, the story forces her to confront several several disturbing truths about their marital life. Uh, yeah, pretty vague, but uh, you kind of get the, the sense. And uh, I, I man, I really think that this is a film that everybody should watch. Um, yeah, it is on Prime, so... You can rent it for four dollars there. Uh, again, haven't seen this movie in a while, but I'm gonna say that if you like a good psychological thriller, I definitely suggest watching this movie. I, I think that this is gonna score quite highly from me. This is like uh, one of my favorite films uh, from the last decade. 
I, I really yeah. like this movie. So it's I, I know it's in my top one hundred. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hyped. Okay. I'm hyped. So uh, I I think that kind of ends it off here. Thanks for listening to our review discussion of about time. Yeah. Um, and then we'll come at you next Monday with Nocturnal Animals. Uh, happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. Thank you for listening to Slightly Qualified Film Students. Make sure to tune in next week for a new film discussion and review. Our theme song is Slightly Sexy by Thompson Springs. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a like. Send us feedback and comments as well as your thoughts on the film. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at S underscore Q underscore F underscore S. If you would like to send us a question or a comment for next week's episode, you can email us at sqfilmstudents at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye.